Hello, I'm Dee Brown, CEO, and welcome to this episode of HBCU. Joining me on the panel today is Tambra Sharif from Jackson State University and C. Lynn Thomas from Florida A&M University. Ladies, welcome to HBCU. I'm glad to have y'all on the program. Thank you. Hey, just Thank to get you. started, before we dig into the, your HBCU experience a little bit, Tambra, I'm going to start with you. Why don't you introduce yourself and just tell the viewers a little bit about who you are and what you do. Awesome. Thank you for having me first and foremost. Thank you so much. You I are love welcome. what you're doing with this platform. I absolutely do. Thank I you. am Tamara Sheree, a full-time radio and television personality. I am currently based in Jackson, Mississippi. A lot of people call me the midday diva for 97.7, the beat of the capital. And I've been a radio personality for since I actually interned in college to be <laughs> totally honest. I started in radio and television. I'm also a television personality as well. I'm a full-time host, author, <laughs> entrepreneur. I can go on and on. It can be, I'm following the footsteps of you, D. Brown. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a flattering compliment. <laughs> so, C. Lynn Thomas, introduce yourself to the viewers and let us know what you do. Yes, I am C. Lynn Thomas, and I'm an author, motivator, speak, motivational speaker, uh, entrepreneur. I have my own 501c3 organization called Fill My Cup Ministries. Um, I also work in um, Kingdom Corporate, is what we call it, um, at the Potter's House as a senior accounting a coordinator in Jacksonville. Okay. Jacksonville, not Dallas, Texas. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so I um, work in my field of study. Okay, all right. So let's just jump right into it, ladies. So, Tamara, you attended the Jackson State University in Jackson, Mississippi. How did you end up selecting Jackson State? Well, to be totally honest with you, I grew up on Jackson State. I really did. At one point, my grandfather... He was the interim athletic director at Jackson State University, and he was like the ticket manager. So I was a very young girl growing up at, at Jackson State on campus. I probably yeah. was nine or 10 years old, to be honest. Wow. So my family went to Jackson State. My mom, my dad, it's a tradition. I almost broke that tradition. I will be very <laughs> honest with you. Uh, I had another scholarship to Texas Southern University. But I always knew I was going to a SWAC school because okay. my father, he was actually a SWAC referee, the one with the white hat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was a SWAC referee. So I grew up in the SWAC. Right, right. So most people that follow me know that I spent one year at Alcorn State University and then transferred to the University of Memphis, but I was dual enrolled at Jackson State University. Oh. Not, I wasn't on the, I, I wasn't through the registrar's office though. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay. unofficially. Yeah. I, 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 now I understand. Okay. So, uh, now I understand. I, hey, I was, I, I think I spent just as much time at Jackson State as I did the other two colleges I wow. attended <laughs> in undergrad. Yes, so, yes, uh, absolutely. Right, so C. Lynn, tell me about Florida A&M University. How did you select Florida A&M? Actually, Florida A&M selected me. Okay. Um, when I was in ninth grade, I moved from Michigan to um, Tennessee, and we were on a different grading point scale mm -hmm. system. Um, and I'm, I'm someone that don't like taking tests. After an hour and a half in a testing, I'm 
A, B, C, any, many, many, mo. Yeah. And so I didn't do well with testing. And they labeled me in high school as being remedial. Okay. And so I had to prove to them that there was nothing remedial about me. Right. A test score does not determine who I am and neither does... Um, the school system. Right. I do, right. you know. Right. And so I had a guidance counselor there, Miss um, Jones, who um, recognized that I can do school. I, give me the book work. Yeah. I do the book work, but don't sit me in a three hour test. I'm not going to do well. Right. OK. So my ACT score, my SAT score was not high enough for me to even go to a university. Right. You know, uh -huh. and she's found that the school never heard of the Florida Agriculture Mechanical University ever. Never heard of it. But she said, I guarantee you, they will give you an opportunity. I finished high school on a Friday night, walked across the stage, and I started school on that Monday. First time ever going to uh, Florida A&M on a program where if I came in the summertime, did well two semesters, I can go to any school within the program that I selected. So that meant I had to work hard. Right. I got right. there. I finished. I graduated on a Friday, was there at FAM on that Monday, didn't know anything about the school. And that school selected me and gave me an opportunity that I would never forget. I got wow. I went there, did well um, underneath. Um, Dr. Sybil Mobley Business yeah. School. We were um, always second behind Harvard. One year we beat Harvard, but I finished there um, in the School of Business and Industry and minored in accounting. Wow. So, fam, you chose me, and I'm forever indebted to well, them. Well, you, you know, you, you, you're making a very interesting point because if you follow the statistics, uh, people of color, I think there's more than 50% score below college readiness on the standardized test. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons that I think HBCUs uh, play such a critical role mm -hmm. in our communities because the other schools don't offer the, that opportunity to, yeah. to say you're more than just a test score, a test score yeah. that you still deserve the opportunity to be more in life. Mm -hmm. And so, and HBCUs have filled that role yes. for us since before the Civil War. And then at one point, it was the only route to higher How, education th right. that we had. For us. Yeah. For us, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, if, for you to tell that story, I think, is, is very important for our viewers to hear. But, Tamara, I'm going to pivot back to you. I know you, you are a lifelong tiger, I now know. But I, I, yes. do I do want to take a step back in time and just talk about the day that you enrolled full time at Jackson State University and you your, your freshman year of college. What was it like? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> exciting to for me. It was just super exciting because it was a family tradition. So, yeah. of course, I made my grandparents proud. I made my parents proud, my sisters, like, you know, my family. So for me, it was super exciting. And I felt like this is where I'm supposed to be. Right. Like when you're finally enrolled in school and you're here, like this is where I'm supposed to be. So right. I was very excited. And I was surrounded by, to me, it felt like family, mm -hmm. friends, yeah. friends that I had gone to school with throughout the years. Like it felt like family. And I think when you're at an HBCU, that's what it feels like. Right. It feels like family. Yes, yes absolutely. Mm -hmm. And having mm -hmm. gone to a, a PWI, 
University of Memphis and just and, and had the experience at Alcorn, it's as different as night and day from that perspective. You go from being more of a, in my opinion, from being a small community right. to being more of just a number. Uh, you, you know, you're there, but mm -hmm. to me, I just didn't exist like I did at uh, Alcorn State University. Yeah. So talk to me about your uh, freshman year at Florida A&M <laughs> University. What was it like? Nothing was electronic, so we had to do everything on paper, stand in line. I'm sure you know about that, standing in line, trying right. to get registered for classes. But it was an awesome experience uh, my freshman year because I met long-lasting relationships with my teachers that I'm still... Um, they still mentor me to this day. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it was a family. It, now, it was culture shock yeah. coming from um, a high school where we were the minority and then going to an HBCU. And I'm looking at all shapes, size, colors. And right. we're just doing the doggone thing, right, you know. Right. <laughs> so I, I felt at home first time seeing a. Um, the Marching 100, yeah. you know, freshman year. That bring me to another question. <laughs> Who has the best oh, band? Is it the Marching 100 or the play. Sonic Boom it of the is South? It's the Marching oh, 100. Don't play. You know, it's always going to be that rivalry. <laughs> yes. We both do it well, though. We do it well. We do it well. Hey, as, a, as an impartial judge, I would say you both do it well. We do. You both do you it well. You know what? You're going to go with the easy answer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Keep the peace. Right, right. I want both of yes. y'all to answer the phone after yes. we leave. Right. <laughs> so talk to me about homecoming at Jackson State. Mm. What is it? What is it like? amazing and I'm telling you like the fact that I feel like I grew up I was going to homecoming when I was seven six seven eight nine ten like I just remember the sonic boom of the south like it's not only to me when you think of Jackson Mississippi you think of Jackson State University mm -hmm. right that's right. what you think of because it's the culture it's a part of the city right so just the homecoming experience it is an experience Experience. It feels like a huge family reunion. Mm -hmm. That's what it feels yeah. like. And now, you know, it's huge. We had tailgating. Right. You know, it's so many activities just surrounded by homecoming. Yeah. And I've been to a lot of homecomings now. And I still feel like there is not a homecoming like Jackson State oh University. I still feel it's, that so, way. So it's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the greatest homecoming on oh. earth. I don't know about I that. Still Could encourage me. You have to be there. It's a feeling that you get when you're actually there. I think C. Lynn is actually agreeing with you. Are you? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> she had. She must not have been to uh, Florida A and M homecoming. Oh, she's. Now, she's I just yet. Okay, She said the rattler's doing it bigger. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so tell me about it. Homecoming was, is awesome. Just everything that um, she's just said with the tailgating, with the, just a big family reunion. Um, what I, I, my highlight was hearing the late Dr. Frederick Humphreys doing his introduction and yeah. getting us ready for the crowd and yeah. going at it. You know, I have those memories. And then ending, ending the homecoming with our uh, College of Love and Charity. You know, just yeah. seeing it, it's just a 
harmonious time together where you're having fun. Right. You know, right. you're just having fun yeah. and you're with family. People that you don't even know. Everybody right. hugging, taking pictures, you know. Right. Just, right. It's just great. <laughs> the food. Okay, the food, right? The food, the yes. vendors. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So, so are there any teachers, Tambor, at Jackson State or, or staff or whoever that impacted your life while you were there? I would have to say yes, and you're probably not going to believe this, but one of the class that I did not like the most <laughs> at Jackson State, and it was I would honestly say it was Dr. Anthony, and the class was public speaking. Mm, what? Wow. I did not like public speaking <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> like, no. I did not. And she would always push me to go first. Yeah. She would always push me to in front of the class. And I would be like, why is she picking on me <laughs> out of all people? But now she was actually a reporter as herself. She, she found your gift. She discovered Maybe your she gift. She saw something in me that I did not even see yet. Right. She had because I did not like that class. <laughs> <laughs> now you're probably teaching the class. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the irony of how that works, but she pushed me out of my comfort zone. Right. Yeah. So I appreciate her for that. And I always remember that because now, you know, I love to talk. I love people. I talk for a living now. Right. And that right. is the one class that I never thought, I did not like it. And she kept, I felt like she just kept, pushing me to go for it. And she did. Mm. She really did. But that goes to show you some teachers can see some things that you have not mm -hmm. even seen in yourself yet. Right. And they push right. you towards your purpose. And that's interesting because when I was younger, high school and college, mm -hmm. I was shy, hmm? like really shy. <laughs> and I, I discovered later in life that if, if money was tied to it, I liked talking. Okay. And so <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think I used that as the vehicle to get myself out of that, um, out of my comfort zone right. and, and now I don't care if it's a thousand people mm -hmm. or a hundred thousand people you know I'm looking for the microphone right. you know so it's, it's different but what about you I want to ask you about so who left an impression on you um, Della Daniels um, she was asked actually um, one of the reading teachers there um, in, in Florida um, you have to pass the class exam okay um, you can go to all your classes be ready to get your degree. But if you didn't pass this class exam, you would not get a degree. So here I am faced again testing. Yeah. And she explained to me the importance of why I need to do what I need to do. She worked with me and passed the class and have any problems getting my degree. Um, We're still close to this. She was like a mother away, you know, from me being from my mother. Right. She actually, this is my first book right okay. here. And she actually wrote the foreword of my first book, In wow. Spite of Life, dot, 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 I laugh. So um, she means a lot to me, means a lot. That's and then nice. Michael James, he was in Registrar. So uh -huh. we know about the Registrar. We want to be friends with them. Right, right. <laughs> I was like, I intern for you because I need my classes. Hey, re Registrar <laughs> so, and financial aid. Right, 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 right. So I, I intern with them. the cafeteria. Yep, right. Oh, come on. So yeah, Michael James and Della Daniels um, really impacted my life there. Wow. So, Tamara, what uh, projects do you have going right now? 
Right now, well, honestly, well, something I'm super excited about, and I think I've been excited about it for a while now. Uh, not too long ago, I actually released my very first. Um, I'm, I, I'm the person that likes to make tea. I love herbs. Yeah. Like, so that's why I said that, that entrepreneurship in me. Right, <laughs> so right. I just released my very first favorite immunity tea. And I've actually been taking this tea for like the past five years, to be honest. But I was only making it for myself wow. because I, I talk for a living and I didn't have a backup person at the station for me. So I was yeah. always at work. I could not get sick. I couldn't afford mm-hmm. to get sick. Mm-hmm. So wow. I always used to drink tea and make herbs just to keep my immune system just boosted up and keep me healthy. But when the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. I actually started making tea for other people. Wow. Wow. That's when I became the person that people called me to yeah. get tea from and to <laughs> make tea to make sure they were not getting sick. To Because to be honest, I don't know if I need to knock on wood, but I still thank God mm-hmm. I've never had COVID. I haven't had a cold or the mm-hmm. flu in years. Wow. And I thank God for that. But I make sure I keep my immune, mm-hmm. immune system. Oh, yeah. That's, that's I, important. I that's important. Yes. I actually yes. use... Uh, That's one project that I'm super, super proud of. Um, of course, it's available on my website. I have it in two stores right now. I'm working on getting it in more stores and more states. So I'm super excited about that. Of course, I, I continue to host events throughout the country. I have events coming up. I just did another television show last week that's with some different personalities and on-air personalities about entertainment news. But I love entertainment, D, to be honest with you. I, I love it. I love everything that I'm doing. That's great. And Celine, uh, I know that you run a unique ministry. A lot, a lot of time when people think about ministries, they think mm-hmm. about someone just, you know, in the pulpit preaching. Right. But you run actually a unique ministry that is fulfilling, I think, a very critical uh, role in our community. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that. Yep. That's Fill My Cup Bookmobile, um, where we go into the community. We promote the importance of literacy. Uh, we serve ages two through 12. Um, if you don't know this, by like the third, we you know when they're in the third grade, mm-hmm. they have a testing that right. they take. Right. And do you know they use that test to determine how many prisons that they need to build? Yeah. From yeah. that from that age group. So I wanted to get in the community to make sure that children knew that, that, is, that that's not the route for them, that right. they can do and be whatever right. they want to be in life. And one thing about it is you have to know how to read. The more you read, the more you will succeed. Um, you have to be able to comprehend. So we go with our bookmobile, we give out books, we encourage um, literacy, um, reading, and enjoying you know, the reading aspect right, of right. it. Mm-hmm. So, Tamber, tell me how Jackson State University, your time spent there, your education there, how has it contributed to your success? Oh, my goodness. I think Jackson State University prepared me for the entertainment industry, to be honest. I think it molded me into the person I am, and it taught me how to deal with different types of personalities and people, you right. know, because Jackson State... I met so many people from Chicago. My program director is actually from Chicago. He went to Jackson State University. And wow. I just met so many different people, deal with so many different personalities. And if you know the entertainment industry, <laughs> <laughs> you have to have some tough skin. Right, right. <laughs> you can't be too sensitive right. in the entertainment industry. That's so right. I think Jackson State prepared me for all of that. It helped me get ready 
for my career. Right, which is uh, ironically, that's the theme song, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, get ready. get ready at the I Love, okay? That's right, that's yes. right. So what about family? How did it prepare you for success? Prepared me for business and to handle business and to know that there is more than just business people in the business world and being able to effectively communicate to get um, your ideas out there. Um, so that happened with the Biz School of Business, business and Industry under um, Dr. Mobley. Mm -hmm. um, she was awesome. She did not play any games every Tuesday and Thursday. We had to dress up in our suits. Uh, we had to interview Fortune 500 companies, do receptions. So it built a confidence in knowing that I too can be in this business world and be successful. Right. So I, I appreciate my school choosing me. Absolutely. And now I'm doing the thing that I, right. I'm called in purpose to do. So, Tambra, I can't let this show go down without acknowledging that you are a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So talk to me about Greek life at Jackson State University. I would honestly have to say I think that was one of the most memorable moments at Jackson State University, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's amazing. You connect with people that you are still friends and sisters with today. Right. You know, my business partner is my line sister. Wow. One of my wow. business partners is my line sister that I met in college. So those relationships continue to go on and it becomes a support system. Right. And people have to realize that, you know, people you meet in college, you meet those lifetime relationships. Right. And they're important. They're important in business. They're important in, in your personal relationships. You depend on them for various things. And we help each other. That's the beauty of it. We right. help each other. and We know how to help each other in business. It goes beyond our personal life. Right. But Greek life at Jackson State, it was amazing. I still, I'm still involved. I'll go back and host a Greek show in a minute. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I still, I still love it. I yeah. still love it. And the giving back part of it, just going out in the community. Like, right. I, I still love it. I, and it, it's a part of what I do every day in my job, too. It prepared me mm -hmm. for my job and right. what I do at the station and what I do with our guys at the station. So it's just amazing. It's an amazing experience. And I'm just honored to have had that experience prepare me for so much in my life. Right, right. So, C. Lynn, mm -hmm. you are a member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. That's right. Talk to me about Greek <laughs> life at FAMU. It was an amazing experience. It truly was. Um, it teaches you perseverance while you while you going through the process. Yeah. It teaches you how to work as a team. It teaches you how you are joining something bigger than yourself. So that means some stuff you have to what's bet what's good and greater and better for the organization. Maybe not be what you want, right. but what is bigger and greater. And that has helped with perspective um, and going into business. Oh, also putting it on your resume yeah. and you getting interviews, right, you know, right. getting jobs just yeah. because you're part of an organization um, and the whole divine um, nine working together and just being able to be a community within a community, right. serving and doing those things that we are, you know, each organization is purpose to do. It's, it's, it's amazing. Had a wonderful time. That's great. Had a wonderful time. Well, you know, and uh, I got to 
take my lick. I'm, uh, I'm a member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. I said every chance I get. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, yes. And, I, and, 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 and so just to piggyback on what you all said, you know, uh, fraternities and sororities, they do build relationships mm-hmm. that extend beyond the social, uh, the social aspects. Yes. Uh, within my business, I can't begin to tell you how many relationships we have formed through being fraternity brothers. And even when mm-hmm. we encounter members of other, other. fraternities, yes. there's still this common bond. Mm-hmm. And so, yes. and then you have the, the, the social impact mm-hmm. of the community service uh, component that you're able to go into communities and give back and make a difference. Mm-hmm. And so all of those elements uh, make uh, being a member of a fraternity or sorority, regardless of which uh, direction you choose, wow. make it a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So, so Ladies, I want to thank both of you from the bottom of my my heart for being on the show. And I want to acknowledge that you all have, through your careers and your success, really highlighted uh, historically black colleges and universities. Mm -hmm. And because of your continued commitment to advancing HBCUs, I'm going to present both of you ladies. And Tambor, I have yours here and we'll mail it to you with the HBCU Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh, thank you. That that is so nice. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you all so much for being on the show. I really appreciate both of you. And to my viewers, thank you for watching this episode of HBCU. And remember, without you, there's no me.